This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's Word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Where was I last week? Where was I? Flewed out with the flu? Mm-mm. Just on the sick and the shut-in list. Did y'all miss me? I missed y'all. <laughs> These kids had me out here sick, y'all. And it just wasn't happening. And the Lord said rest. And I said, okay. Because I can't. The way my voice was sounding and setting up. And the cough and the mm-mm. Y'all, y'all didn't want none of that. I didn't even feel, I felt like I would be sharing my germs and doing a disservice to y'all. So here we are, another week. I hope y'all had a great weekend. It is Monday and it's time for girl time, chat. So this past Friday was Valentine's Day. And before I got sick, I had this whole like, February, we doing relationships and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and we're gonna do this. And then God was like, first of all, sit down, hold up, pumpy breaks. Let's talk about the most important relationship to have. Your relationship with God. Everybody wants to talk about love in February, but the Bible tells me that God is love. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. So, we are going to be exploring the real relationship goals. The one that you, the relationship you have with God. I'm going to be sharing some things that I learned and just giving you some tips on how to practically live your life for Christ and have and build a relationship with them because it's not about religion. It's about relationship. And so I think that it's really important in a month where we talk about love and relationships, like who loves you more than Jesus? Nobody, because ain't nobody else died for you. That part. Okay. My husband loves me. He ain't ever died for me. Mm. I love my dogs. I'm not dying for my dogs. I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, it just it's it ain't happening. And uh, yeah, that's that's that. So ain't nobody love me like Jesus. And so let's talk about how you start building that relationship with him because you may not know how. And if you don't, sis, I'm here to help you because I didn't either, and I had to figure it out. <laughs> okay, so. Having a relationship with God is the real relationship goal. Like, I don't care what you see on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. The real relationship goal is to have a relationship with God. The real goal, when we get to judgment and Jesus sees you 
and you see Jesus, it's for him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. This is my daughter with whom I'm well pleased. That's what I'm trying to hear, okay? Because the Bible tells us, there is a scripture where it says that people are going to say, Lord, Lord, I did this and cast out demons and prophesied. And he's going to be like, I never knew. I don't, I don't even know you. Who, who this? That can't be me. Okay. I'm going to be before God because that cannot be me. You need to know who I am. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Let me have a whole entire relationship with you. Right? So... That is like one of my biggest fears is that we're going to get like get to get into heaven and God be like, who? I don't, you, you wasn't talking to me. I don't know who he was talking to. He wasn't talking to me. Right? Like, nah. Mm -mm. Eternity is a long time to be hot and in hell and stuff. We ain't got time for that. Like, God's grace is good. God's grace is merciful. God's grace is real. So is hell. So... Yeah, like there's just no like beautiful way to put that. Like hell is real, hell is out here, and you are playing games if you think it is not. We are so grateful for Jesus and what he did on the cross for us because salvation is real, grace is real, love is real, redemption is real, but so is hell. If you choose, if you choose, the, if you choose, child. So I want to make sure that I'm giving you the tools to be well equipped right because god came and jesus came for us to have life more abundantly so we can have a great life here and still go to heaven right so it's not like oh like i either have to not have this awesome life here and be poor and the, 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 the blah 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 the lies right of the enemy or not go to heaven no there is a balance right in any relationship so there's rules and regulations and balance and I want to talk about those. I want to talk about what that looks like. And I just want to talk about how to have a relationship with God because it's something that people say that you need to have, but nobody really kind of shares that insight and that journey on what that looks like. And to me, just like my relationship with people are different, you know, like I'm one of four girls, my parents have different relationships with all of us. So me and my mom's relationship is different than my mom and my older sister's relationship, which is different than my mom and my baby sister's relationship, which is different from my mom and my middle sister's relationship. We all, like, she's still all of our moms. She loves all of us. We all love her, but our relationship is different, right? Same with my dad. Same concept. We all love, we all love my dad. My dad loves all of us, but our relationship is different. You know, him and my sister talk about football. I watch football, not as much, but me and my dad can talk about wrestling because that's what we talk about. And he takes my youngest sister to the movies. They like to do action hero movies and stuff like that. Like, so it's different. So the love is still there, but the relationship is different. And so there is no cookie cutter way to have a relationship with God because you're his child. So the relationship that you have with God is going to be very different than the one that I have, but the principles are still the same. There's a lot of foundation that is still the same, and I want to share that with you. So when I was looking at the word relationship, because y'all know I always have to have a definition, I'd be studying and studying. So relationships are defined as the state of being related, either through um, like interrelated, like who you look like, like your DNA, or being connected by blood or by marriage. And that really struck me because I look 
like my dad um, a lot. <laughs> like, a lot, right? And so, and I'm like, dang, like, you know, people are like, oh, you look like your mom, or oh, you look like your dad. Like, do I look like my heavenly father? Right? Like, can people tell that, you know, the same way that they can tell that my dad is Philip Powell, can they tell that my dad is like God, Jesus Christ is my spiritual father? Do I look like him? Am I acting like him? Or do I look like the world? Right? Can someone tell that I'm like that I belong to Jesus? Not overtly like oh, I'm wearing like a Jesus is Lord t-shirt, but just you're around me enough like something is different about you and I want to know to where you're intrigued. And then when we get to talking, I'm like, yeah, man, Jesus is everything, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, who do you look like? If we scroll through your Facebook, who you look like? You look like Jesus is Lord? Like Jesus is your dad? Are you looking like the world? I was like, oh, child, that's, that's good. That's tea right there, right? This is more than just you sharing a scripture from the Bible app. That's great. Okay, I commend you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad that you're sharing the word. But how are you how are you representing our father that we're in a relationship with? You know how our parents are like, we're gonna go in this store and don't you embarrass me, <laughs> right? We're gonna go in and don't you embarrass me. I had a, a pastor, he said, um, if you were to be put on trial for being a Christian, would you be found guilty? Would people be able to tell or would you be acquitted because there's no evidence of your walk? Is there no evidence of your relationship? Do you not look like him? Right. Not only do I look like my dad, but I act like him, too, in certain areas of my life to the point like we like the same chewing gum. And one day he asked me for some gum and I gave him a piece and he was like, not you chew big red. No, we too much alike. <laughs> Right. So we it it is you can tell that that's my dad and that's how our relationship with God should be like you. They should tell this. They should be able to tell something that's different about you, not to where you're self-righteous and don't nobody want to be around you because that's a misrepresentation of who our father is. And we got to square up. I got to fight you um, in the name of Jesus. Um, but you have to be able to. Like, people will know something is different about you. And so it's a way for you to check yourself. Like, man, like, if somebody didn't know me, would they know that I love God? I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? Okay, like, if people did not know me, if you were just looking on my on my Facebook or my Instagram, or if we just had a conversation, would you know that I, you know, I was related to the Father? People should be able to tell. And not because you're outwardly like, oh, like, hellfire and brimstone no but there just to be something different like oh you know i walk like that or this or that like people can tell in a matter of minutes who you're related to right and so it is a, a represent like checking yourself and looking at your life is a good way to find out who you are related to you are related by to god through the blood of jesus christ so we're related to him through, through blood and marriage, right? So I thought it was crazy that the definition said being connected by blood or marriage, but we're related to God by both, right? So we have been married to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are called the brides of Christ. 
So I don't know if y'all know that, but in the Bible, we are called the bride. Like the church is considered the bride of Christ. He's the bridegroom. He's coming back for his bride. And so we are married, married, right, through the blood. And so it's vital that we have a personal relationship with God because he the plug, man. Like everything good in my life comes from God. It, it does. I, I can't even, I, I feel like I get so... I'm so passionate about it because I want you to have it too. Like everything that I have that is good in my life comes from God. And that is not a cliche. That's just real life. Like he tells me stuff and gives me so much insight, gives me so much wisdom, gives me so much love and joy and patience and kindness. People think I am so sweet and just, y'all don't know how ratchet I uh, just, Ooh, chalet. <laughs> I was a horrible human. I'm like, I'm horrible without him. I tell people all the time, like, I spend time with Jesus not to make me feel like y'all don't want me without him. It's not, I'm not the same person. I'm irritable. I'm rude. I can be snappy. I still genuinely, I like people, but it's not the same. It is not the same. The day-to-day -day energy that I have, the energy, the grace, the patience, the mercy, all of that is an overflow of the relationship that I have with God. I can pour into other people because he's pouring into me, but I have to sit there and spend the time to get filled up. When I don't, you can tell, okay? My husband's like, go get your Bible, have a seat, go sit at the, seat, go sit at the feet of Jesus because you're having a rough day. You're off. You're off today. But it is so vital because he is the plug. Like everything that I have comes from him. Every idea, when he tells the wisdom, like if y'all just, uh, if you just talk, talk to our daddy child, he, he's created all of these things. Like he, the stuff, the plans that he has for us, the things that he's shown me, it is so mind blowing and it is so amazing that he thought this far out about me. And the world will have you think that because Friday you didn't have no date that you don't matter. Since that is a lie. Like God already knows who he has for you. But you got to talk to him. A lot of times we spend a, a lot of energy and effort trying to do life ourselves because we don't want to trust nobody, including God. So we have to check our heart because when we talked about like, when, and when I said we, me, when I think about my own issues, like I used, I'm a control freak by nature, AKA I want to always have my hand in something. But when you have a relationship with God, I have to be vulnerable. I have to say, God, I don't really know what I'm doing. And so I need you to come in and fix this and then lay my issue at his feet and then not pick it back up. Because we'll say, okay, God, I'm gonna give you this because you know, it's crazy. But then we're like, no, 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 give it back. You don't know what you're doing. You're taking too long. No, you would never do your parent like that. You would get you would get them hands, right? So it is really important to make sure that you understand, one, to ask yourself, do I look like my father? Do I look like we're related? Does my life represent that? If not, that's okay, sis, because his grace and mercy are new every day, and I'm gonna help you figure out how to do that. Two, it is vital that you understand that we're already married to him. Once you accept Jesus as the Lord of your life, you are married to him. Your sins are forgiven. The Bible tells you that your sins are cast away as far as the east is from the west. 
He loves you. He forgives you. But you have to truly repent. Repent meaning that you turn away and you change your life. Right? So I think a lot of times people try to play God. Now I don't. And when I say play, I mean like okie dokie, which you playing yourself. Okay? Setting yourself up. But God knows if your heart is not truly repentant. There are people out here looking like they are getting over and getting it and getting it and living life. And people talking about how they manifest and stuff on their own, which is not of God and is not in my Bible. Like, God gives me all things. You ain't manifesting nothing. Just, just stop it. Just, just stop it. Nah. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, and then they manifest it. No. No. God gives me. I'm a steward over. I manage. He allows all things to work together for my good. We give ourselves way too much clout. We ain't that we ain't that good, okay? Only he is. But you need to make sure that you're looking like your dad, okay? Stunned like my daddy. Probably a little way said now. <laughs> but you need to make sure that you're looking like him, that your outward appearance is like him, and that your heart is set to serve him. Like, you can't get into a relationship with God because, oh, I want blessings. You ain't going to get it. <laughs> like, like, no. He not a sugar daddy. He not a genie. No. You need to get into a relationship with God because your heart, your heart's like, man, God, I want everything that you have for me. I want you, I want to be who you created me to be. I want to be who you saw before I was formed in my mother's womb. I want to be that lady. Because she fired. Because you made her. You cannot get into this like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm God going to give me a house. He might, but he might not. Either way, he's still good. God going to give me a husband. He might, he may not. Because that may not be the plan that he has for your life. But if you have not talked to him and you don't build a relationship with him, then how do you know what God has for you? Stop getting caught up in what you see and what other people's walk look like because all of us have an assignment and a purpose and it's individualized. That's what I love about God. It's like my role on this planet does not have to look like anybody else's and it doesn't because I'm not like anybody else. He knows the number of hairs on my head. He knows all the tears that I've cried. He knows everything. He knows that I got these grades coming in, child. And I'm just like, why? I'm not 30 yet. Um, all that. He knows. And he still finds me good and still finds me worthy and still gives me purpose and still gives me assignments and still wakes me up. And I've never been homeless, hungry, on the street. None of that. Every day he gives me energy. Like he is the, like this is the best relationship I've had in my life. And he's still good even though I am trash. Some days I'm moody, inconsistent. I be wanting stuff from him. Like and he still loves me. He's like, come on, sis. Come on, because I love you. You and your bad attitude. Come on, bring it. <laughs> Ain't talked to me in three days, but that's why. Come on. <laughs> right? Like, let's be real. It's hard to be consistent. Not hard, but it can, things can get in the way. And even though that happens, God still loves me, still shows me favor. He still pursues me. He will leave 99, 1,100 of them for me. If you never listened to the song Reckless Love, child, there is nothing he will not do for you. That's the kind of relationship that we should be after. That's the kind of love that we should be after. And then everything else flows from that. Like he is the source. 
he the plug, and then everything else flows because of my relationship with him. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some practical things that you can do to align up and get your relationship with God right. And I'll holla at you in a second. Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. Hey guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Did y'all know I had a whole entire nonprofit? Yes, it's Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Hearts Over Habits is a nonprofit that I started to help encourage and empower young women ages 17 to 24 in living the life that God has called them to live. We talk about life, relationships, education, anything that you need, we have it. And I want you to be a part. So whether you want to be a mentor, you say, hey, I'm older than that, but I love the show and I want to get in. Please, we need people out here helping our younger sisters. And if sis, you need help, come, come, girl. We have a whole entire Facebook group, Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Get in, get plugged in. We have so much fun, so much community in that group. And then we have our online Life Academy launching in August. It is going to be phenomenal. We are going to have experts that are going to be teaching classes in budgeting, career, Anything that you need, we want to make sure that we have it. So go ahead, get locked in. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, Hearts Over Habits Tampa on Instagram, and Hearts Over Habits on Facebook. Like, share, get in the group, add your friends, add your mama them, everybody, bring them all. Go to our website, www.heartsoverhabits.org today to either get plugged in with a mentor or to become a mentor and do our mentor application process or to volunteer. I am so excited about this community and everything that God is going to be doing, and I want you to be a part. Let's get back to the show. All right, guys, so we are back and we are talking about building our relationship with God, real relationship goals, okay? So it is apparent that God wants to spend intimate time with us and he wants us to want to spend time with him. If you read in the Bible in Genesis, God and Adam used to walk together through the garden every day. And so it just shows that he wants to spend time with us intimately. He wants to be in relationship with us and not just us 
you know, coming with the gimme, gimme, gimme. So you'll hear people say that you should seek God's face and not his hand because God will give you the things, right? Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things will be added unto you. So I don't come to God because like, oh God, you know, I want the house. Like God knows the desires of my heart, but above all things, I want to represent my father and make him proud. And so I think that a lot of it is trying to kind of taking that mystery out of who God is. God is our father. And what I found too, is that a lot of people, because they don't have healthy relationships with their earthly fathers, that they somehow equate that with their relationship with God. And so it's gonna take some work on kind of figuring out what issues have to be addressed in your own life for you to really have a relationship where you trust God. I'm grateful that, you know, my dad was in my life, but I know that everybody doesn't have that same story. Um, and it was different because my dad was in the military, so he spent a lot of time being deployed. So even though he was home and, you know, my parents are married and they've been married almost 30 years and, you know, all the things, my dad was gone a lot. And so there are some things that, you know, I feel like I had to figure out on my own, but there were a lot of things that I didn't have to figure out on my own. I love my dad. I always felt secure in our relationship. I know that my dad loves me. And so I don't have to have a man to validate me. Like, I just, I don't have to. Um, my dad used to, like, you know, my dad spent a lot of time um, just kind of instilling us being strong and who we were um, without a boy. So I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed that. Um, I also knew that my daddy wasn't having it. So I just can't show up with anybody at the house. Like, nah square up he'll fight you <laughs> and my dad wasn't having it with me so there are certain things that I wouldn't do because I would not I did not want to disappoint my dad right so yeah even though I'm grown you would never catch me out here on a pole he would snatch me ball-headed in one fell swoop you don't care how old I am okay like there there are just things that I would never do because I would never want to disappoint my father or bring shame to his name and our family. You know what I'm saying? So the same kind of concept goes with our relationship with God. You have to look at him as being your father, but he's better than that because, you know, my dad's not perfect and God is. So I get like a double, like double for my, double for my trouble. Like I, I get two dads. I answer to my dad that's here on earth and my heavenly father, because even still with me being an adult, like my dad will still get in my hips if my husband called my dad and I'm cutting up my dad will say something to me like sis no <laughs> nah you need you need quit quit acting crazy you come on come on now and you need to be and you can be open to that right so me and my dad we can laugh together we we genuinely enjoy spending time doing some of the same stuff same thing with me and God me and God have a lot of mutual loves. I love people. I have a heart for his people. And that brings him joy. We, me and God can talk about that. Me and God can talk about these young ladies that I want, you know, that I want to serve and bless because that his heart is for that too. We have a lot of the same relate, you know, we have a lot of the same interest in that. God knows the, the desires of my heart the same way that my dad knows what I like. So when my birthday come around. <laughs> Send me some money, right? So he, he gives me things and I don't have to ask for them because he's my father and he knows what I like. I don't have to tell him 
all you know all the, the little intricate details but he cares about them he cares about the things that are happening in my life and the same way God does too God cares about what I'm stressed about he wants to help me solve problems he's a father and so I think taking some of the mystery out of who God is really helps right they always talk about having like a fear like you should fear God you should a healthy fear a healthy reverence like the same way I did with my dad my dad is sweet, he is loving, he is kind, he is important. All those things, right? He will jack me up. <laughs> like, I would never, like, I would never call him out his name. Like, you're asking for it. Are you serious? Nah. I don't care how grown I am. I ain't never that grown. But that kind of, that kind of fear. Like, I would never talk crazy about God. I would never. I'm always going to fear him as my father. Like, oh, no, like, nah. Because... He wiped the whole planet of people out. He he ain't here to be played with. Like he's savage. Jesus was flipping t like tables over in the no. Mm mm. Nah, he ain't to be played with. But he loves me. But he don't play no games. You better ask all them people. Sodom and Gomorrah. You better ask. You better go read the Old Testament. <laughs> Cause God ain't here for the shenanigans his love and grace and mercy and kindness are all throughout the bible but he will deal with you the same way that i know that my dad will deal with me like he will deal with you don't you don't want to be dealt with that's not okay <laughs> that is not no 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 i ain't not trying to be out here my dad used to have us do pt like because he was in the military so we running and exercising <sighs> my body was slammed though i was fit but child, in the moment, please, God, no, mm -mm. ain't trying to have it. But I knew there was a time and a place, right? So take some of the mystery out and spend time with your dad, right? He loves you. He wants you. You know, all the things that society may have told you or all the things that life may have told you that the enemy may be trying to get you to believe about who God is. Find him for yourself. Can't nobody tell me about who God is for me. You can't rely on what you read, what your grandma said, what your uncle, who was the pastor, because everybody ain't right. Everybody ain't right. Your soul is depending on it. You can't be so big mad at God because X, Y, and Z happened and you ain't talked to him about it. Right? I think that the first thing is just coming to God and saying, look, God, I want to have a relationship with you and I don't know where to start. And that is okay. When I first really got saved, saved, double saved, um, and quit playing because I already, I always knew who God was. But when I really started having a relationship with him for myself is when I was in college, um, all throughout nursing school, I had the relationship with him and it, it just continued to grow. And I want to say about maybe four or five years ago, I was like, you know what, guy, I've been trying to do this myself for a really long time and I suck at it. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm over it. Come get your son. Okay. He getting on my nerves. Come come get come get your kids. Okay. Just everybody's getting on my nerves. Come come and get everybody. And you know who you came and got? Me and snatched me up. Child just got my whole life together. But that's fine. <laughs> that's why. When you come to God and start talking to him about what other people are doing, he's gonna turn the mirror around and be like, look at yourself. Now look at me. Now look at yourself. <laughs> Look at yourself. But you need that. That's what a good father will do. He will say, no, you didn't do that right. God has made me go apologize to people. Okay? 
You wait till you get the relationship and Holy Spirit come in and be like, now you know you shouldn't have said that. Now you know you need to go apologize. <sighs> but I'm going to do it because my dad told me to. I'm going to do it because what he's teaching me is bigger than what I think I may look like. Bigger than what me being right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. There's right. There's being righteous. Because you can be right and not be righteous. I want to be righteous. Huh? Okay. So God is a God of order. And so the order that I have learned in the relationship with God goes against what we're taught in the world. And I'm about to blow some people's minds. And that is okay because I'm here to teach you what I know. So your relationship with God comes first, right? So there's there's an order. So I always say my relationship with God is above all things. So even above the relationship with my husband, above relationship when we have kids, above that because God is my plug he is my source he's where I get everything that I need from so how can I pour into these other relationships it's a trickle-down effect if I'm not spending time with him then I'm not going to treat my husband right because who's checking me do you see what I'm saying so it's your relationship with God if you're married then your relationship with your spouse then your kids uh-uh, uh-uh, my kids come before everybody. No, they don't. That's your problem. <laughs> that's your, that's the problem, sis. Your kids do not come before everybody because then that makes your kids an idol. Your kids do not come before your relationship with God. Those aren't even your kids. Those are his kids. He letting you borrow them for a little bit. And you his too. All y'all his. Your relationship with God comes above your relationship with your kids and your relationship with your spouse comes above your relationship with your kids because we as married people are representations of who God is and his love to our kids. I got dogs, but that's fine. But to kids, right? So if our relationship isn't right, me and my husband, then that the love is supposed to overflow and then flow down to the kids. But if our relationship isn't right, then there's an error. And then that's how you see discord in the home. And then that's how kids think that marriage is jacked up, but it's not because we're doing it the wrong way because our priorities are out of order. So if me and my husband, if both of our relationship with God is in check, then our relationship with each other is in check. And then our kids get the overflow of that. But when you put kids above, that's why you have people that get married and then once they, that are married and once the kids leave, they get divorced because the kids are gonna leave because they're not yours. You grow them and then you send them on their way. Stewardship. They don't belong to you. These ain't your kids, child. These God's kids. So then there's your relationship with God, your spouse, your kids. Church, so ministry, serving, serving God's people. Then your career. So if your career is first, you out of order, bae. That's why you stressed. You gonna have all this stuff and nobody to share it with. All this stuff and then we gonna get the judgment and none of it's gonna matter. Ain't nobody gonna care how many deals you close cause your heart ain't right, you ain't serve nobody, you ain't love nobody. God gonna be like, y'all don't even know who you are. You out here thanking me at award speeches and I don't even know you. But that's fine, keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> nah, nah, God ain't petty like me. But keep, like, keep, my, name, keep my name out your mouth, what? So make sure that you are, you have your life in order, that your things are in order. It don't look like what the world say because God don't work like the world. <laughs> Newsflash. 
right? Black guy don't work like that. So you want to make sure that your priorities are in order. So what does that look like? The same way that you build a relationship with anybody else that you want to get to know. You want to make sure that you're spending time with God. How does that look? However you want it to. So you can, so early in my walk, I listened to a lot of sermons. Um, you have to be able to also read, like read your Bible yourself. So if you're looking for a Bible to read, I have the New Living Translation Illustrated Study Bible is amazing. The Message Bible, if you like, look, it's really hard for me to read. The Message Bible reads like a book and it is like uncut raw, like hood version of the Bible if there is such a thing. The Message Bible will be like, nah, but you want to look dumb. Like, I'm like, what did this do? <laughs> but if you need that, start there, right? So if you're watching a sermon, go back and read the word for yourself. So if, there's nothing wrong with watching a sermon, but then again, you are relying on somebody else to give you the word. And so what I like to do is I'll watch a sermon, write down the scriptures, and then I study the subject for myself and ask God to show me, you know, what things I can apply to my life. It's all about being practical. The Bible is very practical. God is very practical. He gives you instructions. He gives you the playbook. Like life is a game. We win in the end, but nobody wants to read the book with the instructions in it. And so then people are out here struggling. So spend time with him. You have resources like the Bible app. Like do a, do a, um, a study plan on the Bible app. Get your friends involved. Read. Um, have quiet time where you just sit and listen to music and just worship God. Come and talk to him and don't even want nothing. A lot of times I just come to God and be like, you know what? Like, you are so great. Like, thank you for getting me through work today. God, I'm so happy. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for life. Thank you that I have breath in my body. Because a lot of times we get so focused on what we don't have. But when you start praising God for what you do have, because somebody didn't wake up this morning, because somebody somebody's loved one didn't wake up this morning, somebody thought they was coming home from work tonight and didn't. Like, there are so many different aspects of your life that you have to be grateful for and so worshiping him singing praise and worship songs music uh wrecks me just makes my heart so full and so happy like it is amazing and that is spending time with god and afterwards he was telling me stuff like oh do this da -da 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 -da. whoa and I don't even come in expecting anything. I need that time. I need that worship. I need to put my life in perspective. So worship, reading your Bible, listening to sermons, um, speaking to God, just acknowledging him in everything that I do. When I go into work every day, people, it's so crazy because um, me being a nurse practitioner, so nurse practitioners and physicians, they call us providers, quote unquote. I use the term very loosely, like a medical provider. But to me, I'm like, I'm not a provider guy. You provider Jehovah Jireh, provider. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't even want that title. I ain't providing nothing. <laughs> right? But I acknowledge him in everything that I do. When I walk into the office... God, I thank you for my job. I thank you for wisdom. I thank you that you give me the wisdom to treat your children today, Lord. If there's somewhere where I need to be used today, God, show me. If there's something that you need to say to me, God, show me. Allow me to be sensitive to your spirit and the needs of your, of your kids that you're sending to me. Amen. It ain't deep. It's about 30 seconds. 
bless my coworkers, the hands, the, the, whatever they need. And just acknowledging him in everything that I do. Spend time with him. There are some great movies. If you've never watched Passion of the Christ, that's a good place to start. If you, um, War Room, phenomenal movie. The movie War Room changed my life with Priscilla Shirer. Um, if you are, there's a series on Amazon called The Bible and it's like spurts of the Bible. You watch the show and then open your Bible and read it because you know, cinema and all that stuff. But th these are good ways to start immersing yourself just into God and learning stuff about the Bible. Me and my husband watched that whole Bible series. First of all, the Bible is stuff. Like y'all think love and hip hop is good. Um, first of all, Sarah and Hagar, okay, like Abraham had a whole entire mistress. She had a baby. Sis was like, well, God taking too long to have to give you a baby, so go ahead and sleep with sis over here. Get her pregnant. Then Sarah got mad, put her out. What? What? I was eating Michael Jackson popcorn meme. Like, oh, this is deep. <laughs> like, that story is good. But that the Bible, like, there's nothing new under the sun. You think you got baby mama drama? It's in the Bible already. Okay? These little girls out here, Ratchet, Samson and Delilah, set, set him up. Okay? Go watch the stories. I was like, I was like, God, this is it. This is crazy. What? Man. But then you learn so much about God and his character and the stories and what you can take away from it. And so just immersing yourself the same way that you would do a new language or a job or your new bay. You want to pull up and text and spend time with him. Spend time with God like that. It don't have to be boring. It don't have to be deep. If you need um, a worship playlist in the show note, I will share um, our Hearts Over Habits worship playlist. It's the bomb. Um, there's an app called Got Questions that you can download that's free. Um, and you can type in like any subject. So me and my husband will sit down and like, what do you want to learn about? Okay, Christian lifestyle. Any question that you may have, you put it in the God questions and it gives you a godly perspective with scripture references on things. So, okay, are you wanting to know, is it godly for me to smoke? Put it in there, smoking. And it'll give you scriptures and give you things to think about. And then you pray and ask God to give you revelation. So it's it's just acknowledging him and having him be a part of your day-to-day -day life. So worship, speaking to God, spending time with him, whether that be watching a sermon, watching a movie, reading your Bible, doing a plan, getting into a study group, going to church. And then major key alert, when you pray to him and he speak to you, and he tell you to do something, do it and do it swiftly. Obedience, obedience. Everybody wants like the platform and the this and the that and the people and the millions and the house, right? Obedience, the same way he's a father, right? So if you can't follow instructions, if you're being immature, you wouldn't give a toddler a steak knife because they would hurt themselves. The same thing. You have to be in relationship with God. He's not going to give you more. You're not doing well with what he's already given you. So be obedient. Take a look at how you're stewarding your time. Are you making time for God? Not just because you want something, but because you really love him and you want to spend time with him and you miss him and you just want to make him proud. 
right? So what is your heart saying? How does your life look? Do you look like you're in a relationship with him? That's the real relationship goal. All this stuff is great. My husband is fine. I love him. Uchale. But he don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. So that's great. I have to be a good steward over my marriage. But my relationship with God is key. It's number one. More than my job. More than anything. What God tells me to do happens first. It happens swiftly. When he tells me to do something, I do it. Because the same way my dad, when he asked me to do something, it gets done. That that same that same energy, keep that same energy, right? You want to make sure that you are given, you are giving God His just due. You are spending time with God, and you are being like Peter, right? I love the life of Peter, um, and what his life represents when it comes into relationship with God. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break, pay some bills, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up with how Peter's life gives me hope for my walk with Jesus. Hey y'all, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, host of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, here to tell you about my prayer journal, Check God's Resume. This journal is just a labor of love. I want to share it with you. I'm so excited about it. It is a way for us to go back and just look at all the miracles that God has already performed in our lives. It has been such a blessing to me and everyone else that I've gotten feedback from about it, and I cannot wait to share it with you. So if you have not gotten your copy, click the link in the show notes, head over to Amazon, rate it, like it, share it, all the things. I cannot wait to see what God does for you and through you through this journal. Check God's resume. All right, y'all. So let's talk about Peter. So if you don't know who Peter is, Peter was one of the Jesus' disciples, just like Peter was the ride or die, right? And I was looking at the life of Peter, and I always joke about like, oh man, like you don't have to be perfect to walk with God because if Peter can make it, so can I. But when I really started studying uh, for this message and for this podcast, I was like, you know what? Honestly, like if Peter can make it, so can I. <laughs> so can I. Right? So here's some things about Peter. Peter gave up what he knew for Jesus. And so we have to do that too. We have to give up what we know. Um, we have to give up what we think, what we think marriage should look like, what I thought my life would look like, um, what I thought God was, who I thought God was, who people tried to tell me God was. Um, you know, I had this representation of God that he was like very legalistic and there were all these rules and you da, 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 da. I had a family member who just 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 no he just don't look learn God for yourself okay so so Peter gave up everything that he knew Peter was a fisherman and Jesus came and said look Stop fishing, leave all that, leave your career, all that. I'm going to make you a fisher of men, like souls. Come with me. And he did it, right? That took faith. Peter was so 
so drawn to who Jesus was that he was willing to give up everything that he knew, right? That takes a level of vulnerability, takes a level of trust. And so we have to be like Peter in that aspect. Peter had the faith to step out. So you hear about like, everybody's like, oh, Jesus walked on water. So did Peter. Peter walked on water too. He was scared at first. You know, he was a little shaky. He ended up, it, it, read the stories in the Bible. But Jesus was out in the water and Peter said, Jesus, if that's you, call me out. I'm coming. And Jesus said, come. And Peter started walking on water. And the wind and the waves, if you listen to our, um, uh, the opposite of faith is sight uh, episode, go back and listen to that. But Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and started sinking. And so, but Peter did it, right? So there were 12 disciples in the boat. Peter was the only one that had enough faith to say, call me out here. I'm out here because I'm out here. Okay. <laughs> like Peter was the only one that was like, I'm out here doing it for Jesus. Stepping out on faith, literally on water. There were 12 disciples in the boat. Peter was the only one that got out. Peter gives me hope, okay? Peter made mistakes. Jesus knew that when he got called to the cross, Peter was like, oh, you ain't gonna die, Lord. So first, Peter tried to talk Jesus out of his out of his whole entire mission. And Jesus, Peter was like, no, nah, Jesus, you ain't gonna die. And Jesus had to tell Peter, get behind me, Satan, because you, you listening to the devil. I said what I said, I'm going to the cross. And even in that moment, Peter didn't get offended. Peter was like, oh, okay, where you going? Well, I'm going too. And Peter, Jesus was like, no, you're not. You're not going to go. Matter of fact, not only are you not going to go, but you're also going to tell by the time the rooster crows in the morning, uh, three times, you're going to say, you don't know me. And when you read the Bible, or if you watch the movie Passion of the Christ, which is a good like cinematic depiction um, of just what happened, not necessarily who and shades of people, people like, Jesus is bound. Look, just watch the movie and get the concept and let it hit your spirit. Okay. But he, Peter did that. He, he's three times he denied Jesus. Three times he denied Jesus. And, and Jesus knew. He was like, look, bro, you're going you're gonna to say you don't even know me. Uh, Peter was cussing, cussing folks. And when Peter, when they came to get Jesus, Peter cut somebody's ear off in front of Jesus. He was like, he was like, no, you ain't taking Jesus and sliced homeboy's ear off. And Jesus was like, bruh, no. And picked it up and was like, and blew it off and put it back. It's like, stop that. I'm going. I don't think he blew it off and stuff. That's me being dramatic, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. So like, like Peter wasn't perfect and God still used him in such a mighty way. Like he still went on to, you know, he, Jesus built his church upon, like on Peter, like on this rock, I build my church. Like that, Peter, he cut somebody's ear off in front of Jesus and still made it to heaven. Huh? There's hope for us. I ain't cut nobody's ear off. <laughs> right? Peter served others. So in the New Testament, a lot of the work that was done was done through the church. Peter helped establish the new church. And Peter helped, he served others. So we should be servants of people, right? So God, like we have to have a heart for God's people. We have to want to love on God's people because the same energy that God gives me, like I genuinely want y'all to get this. Like I want y'all to have a relationship with God, not because it does anything for me, but because it is so fire. Like I can't even explain it. It's hard to put into words. Like 
Uh, like I'm like, I just want you to just just do it and do it wholeheartedly because what do you have to lose? You have so much to gain. So much to gain. And I just want y'all to get it because it is so amazing on the other side. It is hard work. It is not perfect. Every day is not perfect. I'm still learning a lot, but I am so much better off than where I started. Oh, just, oh, I hope y'all get that. And then Peter also spread the gospel. So here we are, right? Because I have something that's so good that I can't keep it to myself. Like, I want to share it with y'all. I want the world to know. I want everybody to know Jesus. I want everybody to live their best life through Christ. Living your best life. Okay? Like, through Christ is the only way you're going to get there. So if Peter can do it, he was out here cutting off ears, cussing people out, said three times he didn't know Jesus. Um, he, you know, he gave up everything he knew. He like, like it's a, it's a, it's a journey. It wasn't a smooth transition for for Peter, but Peter made it to heaven. Peter is up there because he came and he did what God called him to do, huh? And so, if Peter can do it, so can I. There's hope for me because I ain't cutting nobody's ear off yet today. Huh? Yes. So build your relationship with God, man. Like that is goals. Like that is goals. And if you do not know Jesus, ask him today just to come into your heart, to guide you, to lead you, that you know you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that you want him to take over your life, show your his reckless love for you. Go listen to that song, Reckless Love. It, uh, it just, it'll wreck you, okay? Just, it is so amazing the things that God has on the other side if you just get into a relationship with him. You don't want to be married outside of a relationship with God because he is the only reason that my marriage is together, child. Because at first it wasn't together, together, now it's together, together. Now we can, we can. We go through some stuff and because we both have a relationship with God. And so our love towards each other is just an overflowing of that. And it's so much better than like the struggle love that you see on TV. Like that is not God. No, that is not God's best for you. Mm -mm. If you don't know Jesus, sis, guess what? That is not God's best for you. So just go and delete him. Get, get him out. Mm -mm. If you do not know Jesus like know him and not just like play know him not just go to church on sunday sometimes i mean because ain't nothing like when you out here flewed out like i was last week and your husband is serving you and taking care of you and praying for you like that's different okay they don't show that stuff on tv when you're puking <laughs> right like they don't show that in the movies that part ain't cute like you are going to go through some stuff when you are married for somebody for to an extended for an extended period of time and you need somebody that knows the lord that can be your strength when you can't to pray for you and intercede on your behalf when you can't like the relationship goals but can you pray in the spirit <laughs> okay i hear you can cook and clean that's cute but can you pray in the spirit because i can pay for somebody to cook and clean i need somebody that's gonna cover me let they get let they get into your heart. Okay? I love y'all. I'm so happy to be back.
I had all that pent up in my spirit. I'm so happy to be back. And I will talk to you guys next week. All the links for all the resources that we talked about, the Bible app, got questions, all the things in the show notes. And then if you have not, please share the show. Give us a five like us on apple itunes i want to like god goes and girl talk needs to be a thing for the world okay i will see y'all next monday i love you god bless you holla Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.